Welcome to the Moon and You podcast. My name is Susan Hart. Together, we will explore the many aspects of the female menstrual cycle and weave into the conversation aspects of the full and new moon phases that impact on our emotional and physical body. There is an ancient calling in all of us to lift our heads and acknowledge the moon. Come with us as we explore ways to anchor ourselves in her energies, bring stability to our own cycles, and learn to make the most of each week by learning what hormones govern our days. I am so grateful you are here. Welcome back, listeners. It is such a pleasure to have you with us today, and I would like to make Kerry Hurrigan very warmly welcome. Hello, Kerry. Hi, Sue. How are you? I'm very well. Excellent. How did you go through the full moon in Aquarius? I did a spectacular job of it. Oh, good on you. Yes, yeah. I just relaxed good. and kind Let of... all those brilliant ideas just come to the surface, yes, did you? Yes, and creative, and try <laughs> to look at some ways that I could finalise this course I'm doing. Yeah, good for yes, you. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. So today's topic, well, we only ever have one topic, which is about <laughs> two topics, which is the menstrual cycle and the moon energies, but it's about empowering yourself through creativity, generosity, and fun. And you'll, you'll be talking us through the new moon in Leo occurring on the 19th of August, 2020. So my friend, take it away. I'm so looking forward to hearing about this sign because my sister is a Leo. Is she? And she is. Okay. Mm. She was born on the 20th of August. Oh, was she really? Mm, yes. So. And those beautiful birds out there, if you can hear, it's because we don't have a closed studio. <laughs> Bringing nature into yes, the studio. Correct. Well, listen to the description of Leo and mm. you'll find your sister. Mm. So uh, the new moon is happening at 26 degrees, 34 minutes on the 18th or 19th of August. And that depends where you are in the world. So we'll start with the moon. The moon is our internal world of emotions and feelings it is our distinctive emotional reactions and responses to what makes us feel comfortable and safe now every time we have a podcast i stress this point because it Mm -hmm. is so 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 important emotional security can only come from within when we put our security in things or people outside of us and they are taken away or they leave us we can go into a life crisis. Mm. The moon represents the energy of the mother, the home, and our main emotional needs and what fulfills us on a daily basis. It is reflective and nurturing and it tells us how well we were nurtured as a child and how we nurture others. Intuitive and sensitive, it rules the breast, stomach, which is the seat of the emotions, and female hormones. In evolutionary astrology, or soul astrology, as it's sometimes known, the astrology that I study, the moon represents our ego. And if you just consider for a moment how close the ego is to the emotions, like hand Mm. in glove, really, Mm. isn't it? So the moon has a distorted side of it, and this is are seen by being overly sensitive, emotionally self-indulgent, irrational and moody. So the new moon phase is, just as it says, it is the beginning of a new cycle and this is the perfect and best time to set your intention. Leo is a fixed fire sign ruled by the sun and the fifth house and it represents the heart, back, spine, blood pressure and inflammation incredible will with leo Mm. there's a power 
Uh, this power that Leo has is due to the fixed sign. Sometimes it needs recognition, admiration and applause. Magnetic, charming, incredible generosity, inspiring confidence in others because they can create their own opportunities. They can instill this in someone else. Warm, sunny, fun to be around, great with kids. They are loyal and very forgiving to others. They have great integrity and can speak with blunt honesty. In fact, all the fire signs do uh, and they can be very outspoken and they will tell you how it is. Romantic and adoring if you have ever experienced the receiving end of Leo's charm and generosity, it is an experience to behold. And I am speaking from experience here. <laughs> oh, shame it ended. Anyway, uh, <laughs> loves the centre stage. It is, after all, the sign of the actor, has leadership qualities and can really handle power with majesty. It comes with incredible courage and bravery and there is also a distortion to leo so if anything it would be pride and arrogance can be overly dramatic self-centered and hot-tempered they just have to be very mindful of the feelings of others around them leo is the polarity of aquarius and this can help the leo energy get out of their own drama so putting them both together the new moon in leo well, it's, it's a great idea to see where this new moon at 26 degrees and 34 minutes is transiting in your chart. And this will tell you what area of life that will be affected. So, for example, if it's falling in your first house, this could be new ways to express yourself creatively and authentically. If it's in the sixth house, which is where it's happening for you, Sue, This is falling in the house of work and routine. So this can suggest new creative ways with work-related and health issues. Uh, If it's happening in the second house, it could be a new beginning relating to your finances. It could even mean creating a new stream of income. And that is it for me. That is so wonderful. Did you find your sister in that description? Yes. Handle power with majesty. (laughs) Yes, she does, does she? She is. And also have another friend who does that well as well she's um mm. whenever i'm in their presence that's what it's like it's like mm. they're incredibly powerful and they're wordsmiths like they mm. speak really well and they just have this most amazing majesty around them very oh. generous people yes as well. mm, it's wonderful so week one the start of a new cycle can bring anxiety to some women this anxiety can be triggered due to heavy bleeding nausea, headaches, bloating, or one of the many symptoms suffered during the monthly moon time. Anxiety that comes from this, the feeling of dread is exasperate, is... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, listeners. Can I share something with with you? Why you may have a little bit of difficulty with... Please. Mercury's retrograding. Well, you were, were born with a Mercury retrograde. Oh, there you go. You well, a Mercury retrograde. <laughs> no, I have no hope. Absolutely no. no. So when Mercury retrogrades, you actually might be more at ease with your communications as far as you're speaking. Obviously. Well, it's not. This may be where you have a bit of difficulty, but you have a Scorpio stellium. And uh, a lady that uh, that I know of has a Scorpio stellium and she will get her husband to correct her when she 
doesn't pronounce words properly. Wow. So because it's all this water and emotion. Yeah, and, and I'm dyslexic as well, so it's really <laughs> difficult. I mean, I'm a bookkeeper and I'm dyslexic. Go figure. Let's just try that again. Anxiety that comes from this feeling of dread is <laughs> exacerbated because it's predictable. And like most predictable events, it can be made worse by thinking about it days or even weeks before the event. On addressing the physical symptoms of your moon time, dear listeners, and we've used the word moon time because the last podcast we realised that that's the new language of the youngsters. Moon time. We right. used to just call it periods, remember? Oh, moon time. Moon time. Menzies and period has been replaced by moon time. Well, there you go. Yeah, moon month. I'm on my moon. But isn't that beautiful? Mm. Yeah, I like that. So I've been researching um, an Ayurvedic remedy. It's called Shatavria. It's spelled S-H-A-T-A-V-A-R-I. It's also known as Asparagus resmosus. Really? Yes. It's a member of the asparagus family. It's also an abdactogenic herb, and abdactogenic herbs are said to help your body cope with physical and emotional stress. So Shatavari is considered a general health tonic to improve vitality, making it a staple in Ayurvedic medicine. I recently interviewed Amy Landry, who is an Ayurvedic practitioner, and if you haven't heard that podcast, head over and listen. I have a few links to some excellent resources and some sources of this herb recommended by Amy and also of my beautiful Indian friend who lives in Kolkata, because as you know, Ayurvedic medicine comes from the land of India. Yeah. So, and if you do consider using it, please let me know. I'd love to hear the results. So for your anxiety and overall fear and dread of this week, because I had fear of this week. Did you have fear of this week, Perry? It couldn't come quick enough for me because mm. uh, it was it was just like the cusp between the fourth week and coming into the first week, but I knew mm. I was going to get this yeah. relief. Well, some people do find because of all the pain and the oh. and the anguish. Oh, they yes, get quite, that part. Yeah, they get quite apprehensive about right. it. Right. So I've also discovered another oil which I really want to share with you because as most of you probably know by now, listeners, that I've certified now in aromatherapy and Ayurvedic um, studies around essential oils. And I've been researching vetiver. So vetiver is sourced from the root of the vetiver plant. It is a very grounding oil and it smells like bedtime. <laughs> it is. I apply it to the soles of my feet at bedtime and at the back of my ears. The chemical constituents act on the nervous system like a sedative and calms the body and the mind, very much like progesterone. Mm. So, you know, if you're looking for a little bit of calm, that's what you need. If you would love to receive a sample, now this is my gift to you, dear ones, during this moon time, week one, if you'd love a sample of vetiver, then you just have to email me, susan at themooninyou.com. And we can have a chat about how I can get these samples to you. Interesting. I always, I always learn something. And Amy, Amy's just great. She's lovely. She, she yes. is. Yep. Well, thank goodness for the energy of Leo that yes. brings in creativity, generosity, and a sense of fun. For those women who experience this, open your heart to yourself, explore your feelings, and find new ways or begin to find new ways to lighten yourself up. It's a good week to start a meditation practice uh, to carry you through and it will carry you through all the time, not just through the month. After all, this is where uh, creativity, inspirations and ideas come from mm -hmm. in meditation because we get all that other stuff out of the way. Make some plans to have some fun 
and see where this new moon in Leo is transiting in your chart. That way you can begin your intention to that area of your life. Mm, that's beautiful. Setting the seeds. It's like a little garden. You're planting <clears throat> yes. the little seeds. Setting the seeds. I love that. So week two. This is your best week for hormone happiness, Kerry. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yes. So estrogen acts everywhere in the body, including the parts of the brain that control emotion. Some of estrogen's effects include increasing serotonin and the number of serotonin receptors in the brain. It's remarkable, isn't it's it? It's remarkable. It is also responsible for modifying the production and the effects of endorphins, which are the feel-good chemicals in the brain. What more can we ask for during this week, I say? What more do you <laughs> want, you know, to be able to have such a good week? So I'm glad you asked, Kerry. <laughs> Because there is a lot to celebrate this week. So let's have a look at a couple of things that estrogen may do for you. And I would love to know if, if it, these affects you as well, listener. So let's talk about the hair. So estrogen makes the hair noticeably shinier. The skin is also glowing and it's tightened. So and I remember a couple of podcasts ago, I said to the listeners, go and look in a mirror and pull your skin <laughs> During this time and see if it bounces back. Oh, it doesn't for us. No. But <laughs> if you go and do that, look in the mirror and see the effects. So your breasts are fuller as well. I have to do a menopause podcast at some stage yes. with you. Because estrogen does come in to play for menopausal women because every six weeks or so I get these full breasts. Mm. And I go and I just hold them. I go, oh, there she is. <laughs> That's the estrogen I miss because... Ladies, um, when you're past menopause, your boobs tend to sag. Well, yeah. But when you get a surge of estrogen at some stage during menopause, they come up and they're plump and they're gorgeous and I feel them and I'm actually fondling them right now. (laughs) I do miss that. Uh, The brain power is heightened as well. So in this week, if you have got some major decisions to make about your career or about your relationships or... Um, really anything, if you've got some major things you need to do, this is the week you are most powerful. Your brain is active, it's more alert, it's on fire, and also your libido is stimulated. Mm. So, well, this is the week, my darling listeners, Mm. that your libido is at its mm, fullest. And when high estrogen is around, endorphins naturally come. And that makes perfect sense to me because endorphins is a painkiller, a natural painkiller that your body produces. And it's there naturally when you're at ovulation stage around days Mm. 13, you know, 12, 13. So putting two and two together, I feel that nature has given women a painkiller so that when you have a sex with a male, then it's going to be a lot easier for you. Mm. Anyway, I won't go there. That's enough. (laughs) So this week is a time to celebrate, Kerry. Uh, Be in the spotlight and do those things that require energy of you. Estrogen is a powerful hormone. And the more you recognize this month, the better you will be at planning a month. Any difficult tasks that require your courage should be done in this week. Fantastic. That's wonderful. You know, that heightened sense of being you know, you can accomplish anything, uh, taking that Leo energy to higher levels with creativity and taking that centre stage position, you'll find you'll, you'll have, may have a boost in your confidence and you'll feel like you can conquer the world. I remember feeling like that. I was mm. going to 
break eggs with sticks, as the saying goes. Uh, oh, you can also offer some support to another to boost their confidence as well. Mm. So this is also very rewarding in itself. Leo rules romance, as you have said. So let your sig- significant other know how much you appreciate them and perhaps what you do appreciate them, why you appreciate them, mm. things that mm. they, they do for you. And also include yourself in this, whether you have a partner or not. And as Byron Katie says, you are the one you have been waiting for all your life. Mm. These beautiful. are for the I know, isn't mm. it? Mm. And she says, you are the one you sleep with and you'll be the one you'll die with. Mm. Mm. And when you do appreciate, and look at what you appreciate about yourself mm. and celebrate everything about your life. Hmm. The birds out there, they're the having a wonderful singing. time. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, they must have Beautiful known we cockatoos. were yeah. going to talk about that. Yeah. Week three. Listener, you may not be aware of just what happens during ovulation, which is the start of week three. So let me explain. The pituitary gland at the base of the brain sends hormonal signals to the ovary to both ripen the egg and signal its release. Follicle-stimulating hormone... FSH stimulates the ovarian follicle, causing an egg to grow and ripen. It also triggers production of estrogen in the follicle. The increase in estrogen tells the pituitary gland to stop producing FSH and start making more lutein zing. I can't even, can't even pronounce it. Spelled L-U-T-E-I-N-Z-I-N-G. Hormone LH. Then, once the egg is released from the ovary... A crater remains on the surface of the ovary where the egg popped out. The crater is called the corpus luteum, and this is where the bulk of a woman's progesterone is generated for the remaining of the month. I reference Dr. Libby from her book, Woman's Wellness Wisdom, for all that information. Progesterone peaks around day 21 and then slowly declines if there is no pregnancy. Progesterone is responsible for holding the uterine lining during pregnancy, which makes sense why it declines when you're not pregnant. Why is it important to remember this? You need to navigate the hormonal shift. That's why it's important. You need to understand what happens during that ovulation time. You will feel the effect from these changes. And when that awareness hits you, wow, your life will change. You will no longer be hijacked by your hormones You will prepare and anticipate these changes and ensure your lifestyle accommodates the change. So here's a little quick reference. Are you ready? Kezai, you ready? Mm, Yes. Estrogen equals play, fun, dancing, singing, skydiving, dating, shopping and sex. (laughs) Okay. Progesterone, and I'm going to lower my voice, equals pyjamas, candlelight, books, hot chocolate, Slippers, alone time. Both are okay. Mm. One is of a high energy level and one is of a more sedating level. That makes sense because the body thinks you're pregnant. It thinks you're pregnant. Progesterone also slows you down to accommodate for any pregnancy so it doesn't want to rattle you. It doesn't want you to go on a big mountain climb Mm. and have energy to do that. It wants you to slow down. There's also talk or a research paper that women lose their sense of taste and smell during this week. Really? Mm, Because it's unappealing to have hot, spicy foods. It's kind of like, I mean, the body is amazing. It's really helping 
helping you to maintain that pregnancy. That's all that we have a cycle for so we can get pregnant. Mm. It wants you to be pregnant every single time of the month. That's its job. But that's that's the lesson is, is to get your head around these two different weeks in the middle of the month, oestrogen and progesterone. You know, they oh. are both important. They're very different hormones and get into it, feel it. Yep. I did like that part where you said you are hijacked by your hormones. Mm. So with Leo, Leo is the ruler of its kingdom. So I thought, will you just be the queen of your domain and you decide who rules your kingdom. Oh, that's so lovely. (laughs) So it starts with knowledge, as Mm. you said, Mm. and knowing gives you back control, which Mm. is also something Leo Mm. likes to do. It likes to control. And oestrogen is so compatible with the Leo energy, Mm. as in your description. So it's a... I thought it would be an ideal week to meditate on what you truly want and, and you know, that, that continuing that meditation cycle but just, you know, daydream. Mm. What, what do I want? Mm. Whatever that is. Yeah, that's a really big question. It's such a layering question. Oh, it's a it's hard question. It's like an question. onion. What do I want? You say something yeah. and then I say why. What do you want it? Mm. And I go, hmm, because that then propels you. Well, I want it. Keep on asking your questions. What do I want? Why do I want it? Mm. And the why is the layering of the onion. And at the end of the day, when what you want is really nothing, it's like, oh, whatever. It's not really, really what you want. No. So you go to the next thing. What do you really want? You say it, layer it. Why do you want it? Why do you want it? And why is that? And why is that, blah? You know, oh, it's such a fascinating tool to use in that. Because mm. um, you say, what do you want? Well, a lot of money. Okay. So... What is it about money? What What do you want money for? Is it why? security? Yeah, why? Is it, yeah, and to explore those things. It's amazing where it'll take oh, you. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. down. So week four, my darling listeners, this week has the potential to be a challenging time for women as it can be filled with tension, restlessness, agitation, anguish, and suffering in the most extreme. A caveat on that statement if you are on the pill, that may not be for you. And so, and that's okay if you're on the pill. But this is message is basically for those women who aren't. And for whatever reason, for fertility reasons or because you're just sick of being on the pill. Yeah, it's important to you, I suppose, know why you're on the pill. The last few podcasts, we have been addressing the causes of PMS and some remedies that might go to eliminating PMS altogether. Please check out our previous podcasts or journals, which are on the website, to catch up on what we've been sharing in those ones. But for this week, listener, I want to bring up a common complaint that women have around this time, and that's emotional eating. So I so get the pleasure of satisfying your cravings, as I do it myself, even at the ripe old age of 53. (laughs) Yet, I know, I still do it. Yet I do pay for that indulgence. I really do pay for it now. So if your levels of progesterone have fallen fast since its peak at day 21, you'll most likely be feeling the premenstrual tension, the irritability, creeping into conversations. You know, when that's like, you say words like, well, obviously. (laughs) Isn't that a real threat word? Well, Kerry, you know, um, how are you feeling? Are you still feeling sick? Well, obviously I'm feeling sick too. What do you reckon? (laughs) Such a trigger word. It happened to me this morning with my husband. (laughs) 
That's why it's so fresh in my mind. I was wondering where this had come from. Oh, yeah, no, I just had that in my mind, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's that irritability creeping into conversations and inability to hold attention during a conversation, the headaches, the fatigue, endless yawning and the need to sleep are the familiar and exhausting. So I get it. I get why you want to eat because... I love it. I I love this satisfying um, when my belly is full and it somehow distracts me from the pain. Mm. It's a distraction. But what I want you to do is think a little bit ahead because as you get older, and I think you, everyone should be preparing for menopause when they're 30, you and know. Then, yeah, so yeah. Amy Landry taught me in her podcast that you have to start now mm. because I can't eat the things I used to eat no. anymore without – Dire consequences. So simple things to remember. Drink plenty of filtered water. That's going to really help with your cravings. When you have something bad to eat, drink lots of water around it as well. Eat green, leafy vegetables as much as possible, truly, especially during this time, because that not only fills you up, but it's actually so good for Mm. you. really is good for you. Reduce caffeine. And I know in previous podcasts... (laughs) I have indicated that it is not a good idea to give up caffeine during this week. Fair enough. I still stick to that. But if you can reduce, I'm not saying give up coffee Mm. this week. I'm just saying just reduce like I did. Instead of having a double shot at 4 o'clock in the morning, just have one shot with almond milk. Reducing is important. And, of course, I would always advocate to reduce alcohol. If you can reduce alcohol now in your 30s, I can tell you now, when in your 50s, you'll be able to still have a drink or two. Mm. But if you damage yourself in the next 20 years, if you're 30, it's not going to happen. You'll, you'll pay for it. Yes. Yep. So reduce alcohol. That is a must. So laughing also, and lastly, laughing triggers endorphins that will counterbalance your lack of sex hormones during this last few days of your cycle. You need to laugh, my friends. You, you can make yourself laugh. When I went to India in 2014, Kerry, there was this session we had on laughter and all you had to do was laugh. Like you had to pretend laugh like, (laughs) 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 and I'm looking around smiling and laughing at my friends who are there with me and like we're going like our our eyes weren't laughing but we were pretending in our body and within five minutes Mm. we were really laughing. It's infectious laughter, isn't it? Yeah, and of the ridiculousness of this. And because something happened chemically within us and we just started mm. to laugh. So even if you don't want to, just sit in your room and start laughing. It does work. It's so therapeutic. If you'd have seen what I cooked yesterday, you'd have laughed <laughs> or cried. <laughs> it tasted good though. Oh, you're funny. You're funny. Any last words, Kaz? Okay. Well, yes, I thought uh, being aware of the drama of Leo this week, I mean, my heart goes out to all women who have a hard time in this week the fiery energy of leo expresses itself outwards from the center so the leo energy can be very dramatic and we both witnessed do you remember yes oh leo yes energy we can't say yes. but leo energy oh, in action I remember i was totally fascinated yes totally fascinated yeah Anyway, I shall Actually, move. I don't Actually, may I say, mm. it was at that time too that you taught me to observe. So listeners, this is a really good lesson I think we need to share. Mm-hmm. We've got time. When somebody is causing you pain or grief, both verbally or 
or verbally really, or if they write something, you know, post something or whatever, and you are triggered by that. Bully is one of those words. If you're being bullied at work or at school or wherever and you're triggered all the time and you're emotionally upset and you just, oh, you feel like like you want to take revenge or you want to get angry with them, what you need to do is take a deep breath and sit back and rise above it. And I mean physically rise above it and look down at the conversation between that person and you, what's happening, and laugh at it. Mm. (laughs) Because really... Because that trigger needs to dissipate within you first before anything can happen. And then for me, it's about kindness, giving kindness to that person, extending it. See, the birds agree. Yeah, cockies. They agree. Cockatoos for those who people who aren't in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Cockies, that's right. <laughs> Your lesson for me there was when I was watching you observe that, you said, it's okay, Sue. It's okay because that's what that person needs at that time. Mm. What can you do just to alleviate that? It's fascinating. You, you said it was fascinating oh, to observe it. Oh, it's totally fascinating. So we could do that. Just observe mm. that and separate that from yourself for a while yeah. and don't get triggered by the emotion of it all because it's just chemicals going into your yeah. body. Yeah, and why that person had to do that, that's only they will know mm. that. But mm. from an observational point of view, like mm. overlooking the whole thing, it was... Well, it fascinated mm. me, that's for sure. Mm. Where did I get up to? Oh, yes, I, I also thought of the Leo energy drama that can come with... It's very fiery too, remember. So that energy needs to be channeled into something. So it could be an exercise or, you know, perhaps starting a creative project. Mm. If you want to rearrange the furniture, that's probably a good <laughs> idea. Um, and just get out in the sun. I mm. mean, the sun... Uh, does wonders, you know, yes. if we have oh, a yes. dose of the sunlight. Mm. So it gives us vitality and it can change our mood. It um, being in nature as well. And just remember to be very gentle with yourself mm. and um, forgiving and kind to yourself, mm. which is what we also talk about a lot. For those who experience stressful thinking and limiting beliefs, that, that they could be enhanced this week. So use the courage and bravery of Leo to spend time with those thoughts and feelings that cause you to suffer. And it's not easy. I'm not, there's, there's nothing about it that's easy, especially in that the height of that anxiety in that moment. But suppressing them is denial. And what it does do, it creates hidden fears because mm. we're pushing them away all the time because I'll only come back to get our attention and Mm. this is what they do because we're not addressing it and of course Byron Katie has Mm. she's just so incredible she has the process that will unravel all of this and um she says things like when the mind meets itself and it's just got all these little sayings that really teach you to be kind to yourself and to end your suffering once you do address stressful thinking they never come back. Mm. They don't have no reason to. Mm. So it's always, you know. it, And it is an addiction. Stressful thoughts can be addictive because it does, because pleasure and pain are very similar. Mm. Um, and when you experience pain over and over and over again, that is a form of addiction. Oh, and yeah. so like, you know, to get it out once and for all, you do have to have what I call as a brain fart <laughs> and <laughs> get it out. <laughs> Well, that'll get it out for sure. It's true. It's true. I've been doing a bit of break. 
have to because I got the uh, most. I got the most craziest mind. I come up with the most weirdest ideas, and and if I don't write them down, I go, that's never going to come off. It's not going to do it, you know, because it's just an overactive mind. Yeah. So meditation for me has really ah oh, has so supported me, and which is why Amy Landry, yeah. of course, is um, meditate. It's yeah. the, it's and and also Terry uh, Terry. <laughs> Terry, you're having some trouble today. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Calling you Terry <laughs> at the lower your voice. Um, so last podcast we had a beautiful meditation for our listeners and as a meditation from our app from Angelique Pratton. Really lovely. So if you'd love to go back and listen to that podcast, find a beautiful meditation from yeah. there. But um, we have so enjoyed our conversation oh, and so I'm going to leave all those repas in. I just think, well, that's the way it is. So... <laughs> Um, listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you feel that this podcast has helped you and you have people in your life that might benefit from it, we would really appreciate it if you would share this podcast with them. We are on iTunes, as you probably know, and Spotify, Podbean, SoundCloud, or even on, <laughs> on our website. Any help that you can give us by spreading the love would be great. Just to add to that too, Sue, I mean, as we said before, we're not literally mothers, but we Mm. consider the people that listen to this podcast as our daughters Mm. because we have to pass on this wisdom that we have now because we've walked the path. Mm. You know, sometimes we walked it well, others not, (laughs) more times than not for me, but we can Mm. at least pass on some things that hopefully that people will be exposed to that we weren't and that's the beauty of all this yes it's beautiful yeah yeah yeah. it's really lovely all right my friends take care thank you so much for listening bye-bye everyone